0: Hello and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, and I head JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today we would like to discuss our preview of OPEC meeting this weekend. Um, OPEC Plus Alliance is scheduled to meet in Vienna this weekend uh, amid continued weakness in crude price structure. So both flat price and time spreads are weakening substantially, along with increased speculative short positioning. Um, since our 2023 outlook last November, we have argued that demand will not be an issue this year, but there will be too much supply. And to keep oil markets in balance, the solution would need to come from the supply side. So our balances already last November suggested that a decisive action would need to be taken in the first quarter of 2023. And we modeled another round of OPEC plus cuts starting from March and lasting through the end of the year. So what do we observe in the market at the moment? Uh, Number one, uh, defying all overall bearishness in the market, world's oil demand likely grew by 1.6 million barrels per day in the first quarter of this year. Uh, So it is projected to expand another 2.4 million barrels per day in the second quarter. A lot of that is just a very flattering base effect coming out of China because Shanghai lockdown started in March of last year and, uh, and ended in August. So annualized, even with our forecasts of demand contracting in the U.S. by about 40,000 barrels per day and in Europe by about similar amount, we still see global oil consumption rising a solid 1.6 million barrels per day in 2023. So this is about 1.5 million barrels per day above our initial estimates in last November, although it's below OPEC's projections of about 2.3 million barrels per day, uh, which seems very aspirational. At the same time, production has increased by 2.7 million barrels per day in the first quarter. That's almost 300 KBD above our expectations and this on pace for another 2.5 million barrels per day rise in the second quarter. Um, so its production is coming from many different sources, very broad base. The Guyana, Canada, Brazil have each added 200 to 250 KBD of supply to the market while total u.s production grew a stunning 1.55 million barrels per day so this is the number that was uh very surprising to us a very strong print announced uh, this week uh, from the eia for the march production so the latest monthly data show u.s total liquid supply this is crude condensate and natural gas liquids at an all-time high of 18.6 million barrels per day in the first quarter uh, crude production alone grew by 1 million barrels per day year over year to 12.6 million barrels per day. So this marks a third consecutive quarter of record liquids production prints out of the country. For global balances, this means crude oil inventories remain high. Um, OECD Commercial Crude Oil Inventories, which is OPEC's preferred measure, were 70, a little bit over 75 million barrels per day below their 2015-2019 five-year averages in March, which is the latest available data point. However, if we look at the same data in days of forward demand cover, observed commercial crude oil stocks in the three most visible markets with substantial amounts of storage capacity, which is the US, Europe, and Japan, stood at 23.1 days in May, up from 22.6 days in December 2022, and at exactly the same level as in May 2018, when Brent oil price traded at $77. Crude oil inventories in China have increased substantially. So they have surged to about slightly over 46 days of forward cover, up from uh, 44.9 in December of last year and 36 days in May 2018. So one thing is clear, it's that the alliance waited too long to reduce supply. So this OPEC's 1.2 million barrels per day of voluntary cuts announced in early April took effect only in May. They became visible in the export data only in the second week of May. And it will likely take several more weeks to see whether the implementation and the effectiveness of, of those cuts is taking place. Uh, meanwhile, Russia's move to stop the reporting of its domestic production figures while maintaining high seaborne crude export levels has fueled um, substanti- substantial skepticism that the country has fought, thrown its promise to cut 500 kbd. Um, nevertheless, we do believe that Russian production has decreased in March, And refinery maintenance in April and may have reduced it even more. Uh, The maintenance um, shutdowns are likely over by now. And so it it yet remains to be seen whether the supply reduction will stick. So putting everything together on paper and assuming no recession, OPEC's April cuts should um, be enough to tighten oil balances in the second half of the year. Uh, Yet, so far, promise of future bullish supply tightening has not convinced the market of rising oil prices. Indeed, just looking at our pricing models, after tracking closely our price forecast through April, we'll weigh off only by $4. Brent averaged uh, in the months of May $8 below our fair value. So we estimate that decline in positioning alone is worth about $9 to the price. So what we believe is that it will take evidence in the physical markets and especially the backwardation in the in the price to confirm what our balances imply before oil price can stabilize and begin to grind to grind higher for that uh, the alliance or at least some members would likely need to cut more so in particular the current uh, saudi quote of 9.97 million barrels per day exceeds that of russia by almost 500 kbd uh, creating a technical basis for additional cuts So in theory, if this additional 500 KBD reduction from Saudi is matched proportionally by some OPEC-plus members, it could result in a similar to April's 1.1 million barrels per day reduction in quarter and about 0.7 million barrels per day drop in production. Communication is just as important as action in terms of market reaction to any cut. Um, So we believe that to avoid fueling the prevailing market narrative, it is important to stress that demand growth continues to be robust, so rather there is simply you know, too much supply. So the producer group will ultimately have to confront the challenge of growing non-OPEC supply, including the U.S. shale. But we believe the degree of difficulty of meeting that challenge is, lightly, is largely contingent on the 2024 global growth outlook. Thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition at J.P. Morgan's at any rate podcast. We look forward to continue the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to J.P. Morgan research reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company All Rights Reserved. This episode was recorded on June 2nd, 2023.